Welcome to Set Apart with KC. You're listening on the BMG Network. Don't forget to check out my previous podcasts and all of our other content on the bmgnetwork.com. Now, today is August 13th. I was out last week due to losing my voice. It's kind of hard to do a podcast when you don't have a voice, believe it or not. These last two weeks were a doozy. We had a grandma-killing, sexual-harassing governor step down, or what did he say, step aside, leaving us with a lieutenant governor that I am not particularly a fan of, especially after she came out today and said that she's planning on mandating masks for all kids in schools. Hopefully parents rise up against that. And New York City, the lovely lovely man of New York City, de Blasio, has decided to put an Excelsior Pass in use. Uh, Excelsior Plus, I think it was called, demanding that all businesses require the COVID vaccine for entrance. You know what I'm going to say? Papers, please. I do not understand how people cannot see how this lines up with Nazi Germany. How people can accept that they just have to hand over their health papers. How people can accept that they would be denied going into a business because of a medical decision that they made. It is what it is right now, but I don't understand it. In other news, how often have you heard over the last six to eight months that the people not getting vaccinated are Republican white conservative people. I seem to remember the press secretary stating that they were reaching out to NASCAR in order to promote the vaccine because anyone who wasn't taking it, now she didn't say this, but this is what it implied, that anyone not taking the vaccine must be a NASCAR following hick. Well, last week, the CDC reported that 28.4% of the black community has received the COVID vaccine. Only 28.4%. They're one of the lowest demographics. And we know that the black community is predominantly Democrat. So there went that narrative. And a good point was made by many on Twitter and Facebook and in the public sphere that if these vaccine passports are implemented, It will be the black community that will be affected the most. They will be affected by the segregation it causes. And yes, we are speaking of segregation. Segregation that is already happening with the mask mandates and the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. This is segregation that the CDC is encouraging with their policies. Now, further against the narrative is San Francisco which is 76% vaccinated. It is having its biggest COVID surge yet, already at the same level as winter. We're talking about San Francisco, where the lockdowns have been some of the most restrictive in the country, where they are still some of the most severe in the country. Now, do you remember my last podcast? I spoke about the fact that I didn't believe that 99% of the hospitalizations were in the not the people that were not vaccinated. 
Well, I hate to say it, so I'm just going to give you a couple pieces of info so I don't sound like those people, like I want to sound and go, ha, 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 I told you. So um, in Massachusetts, 9,969 fully vaccinated people have gotten COVID. 445 of them have been hospitalized and 106 are dead. Now calculate that. That means that more than 1% of the breakthrough cases have died. That's a higher fatality rate that we had than we had before we even had a vaccine. Now, let's be upfront about this though. There are far more breakthrough cases than we know because they're not tracking them and they won't give us those numbers. And if we knew that, it would bring that fatality rate down. But because they won't give it to us, we don't know. So we can only go off of what we know. And what we do know is that this vaccine is failing. The data is clearly pointing to it. Oklahoma just reported this week that 24% of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. Notice they say fully vaccinated. That means a portion of that 76% that is left have had one shot, but are still considered unvaccinated by their terms. See, this info, it matters. It matters to give us a big picture. It matters if people are getting COVID in between the first shot and the second shot, and that's why they don't have the second shot yet. But they won't give it to us. They don't want you to be able to make an informed decision. They want you to get the vaccine, and that's the end of it. I was pretty proud this week of uh, Congressman Massey. He's called out this ridiculous fact that they will not discuss natural immunity. It's not being, it's not just being ignored, it's being excluded from any real conversation. Because if we acknowledge that people have natural immunity, then vaccine passports cannot exist. Let me break down for you why. Let's say they haven't placed the vaccine passports. Those who are already vaccinated get a card or a QR code on an app. But those who have already had COVID, what do they do? They could go get an antibody test. And although we know that the science shows the antibodies are long lasting, the government is not about to admit that. They won't even discuss it. They won't even discuss the fact that the SARS-CoV-1 people who had it still had immunity 17 years later. So how often does an unvaccinated, a not vaccinated person have to go and get tested? And then that brings up the issue of the fact that the vaccinated are not showing antibodies when they get blood work done. So much so, and we talked about this in a previous podcast, that the CDC has recommended that the vaccinated not get an antibody test. They insist that the lack of antibodies is not proof that the vaccine is not working because there is T-cell immunity. The very T-cell immunity that many of us have been talking about for years and we were ignored and told that if someone didn't have antibodies, that they had to get the vaccine, that they couldn't even test for T-cell. They wouldn't even accept that as a viable showing that they had immunity. Now, we know that this vaccine is waning. The CDC has come right out and admitted it. And within about six months, the general public has been getting this vaccine for a little over six months because at first it was the very high at high risk people. So the vaccine's waning. 
And now we know there's going to be a booster. But how often does the vaccinated have to get tested to see if it's weaning? And when are they considered fully vaccinated? Moderna was just approved for a third shot, a booster. If someone has two, but not the third, are they now considered unvaccinated like those who had one shot are now? Do you see how confusing this is? And why they can't even entertain the thought of discussing natural immunity? So due to all of this, we're now back to masks, even for the vaccinated. I watched a video this week of a viral immunologist. He spoke out, like many doctors have, about the fact that the masks do not work against viruses. He discusses the size of the virus and the aerosolized droplets the virus is on. He puts on five three-ply medical masks and then blows through them onto a pair of glasses. The glasses immediately fog up. He states that this proves that masks, even when they are 15 layers, are letting through water droplets that carry the virus. He also says that the studies before COVID always showed that the masks are not effective against viruses. Now, I want you to think back, and I know I've discussed this before, but bear with me. I want you to go on YouTube, and I want you to look for videos of children's hospitals, children's cancer wards, in 2018, 2017, 2010, whenever you want. And I want you to look at how many people are wearing masks. Look during flu season. Look, look for December, January of any past year. And look and see how many of the doctors and how many of the nurses are wearing masks. How many of the children patients are wearing masks? Because I'm telling you, it's not many. Go check it out. You'll be amazed. Did you know that 349 children... And by children, I mean those under the age of 17. Oh, those under the age of 18, 17 and under have died from COVID in the last 18 months. 349. Now, every report I've read says that each and every one of these children were already sick and compromised. None of them were healthy children. But the bigger point to be made here is about the data from the 2019 and 2000, 2018 to 2019 flu season. Do you remember how many mask mandates there were then? Did you see masks in schools at all? No. No, you did not. But guess what? 487 children died that flu season. Some of them were healthy children. But we didn't see a count on the side of the CNN screen. We didn't see kids separated and plexiglass around their desk and see them not attending school and see them wearing masks and see them running out to get the flu vaccine. Many kids didn't get the flu vaccine. And now we're seeing that every decision regarding this fall in school with kids is being made based on fear and not science. And parents, for the most part, are sitting back and letting it happen. I have so many suggestions of what you could do. I posted this on my pro-informed consent page. Schools get money for every single but that is in a seat. If you really wanted to get your kids out of masks, it's a pretty simple process. You get together a group of you. Even 50 would be enough, but I bet you can get more. And all of you write yourselves a letter of intent. It's very simple. I intend to homeschool my children, children's names, this coming school year, 2021-2022, 
please consider this intent to homeschool null and void if the mask mandate is lifted. Thank you and submit. If parents were to do this, just 50 kids, schools would lose massive amounts of money. I think minimally 50 kids would be $500,000 because they get federal and state money for each child who is there. So parents, rise up, fight, fight for your kids. The, the science doesn't show the need to be in masks. Fight back. We also had the CDC come right out and admit, basically because their hand was forced, that the vaccine cannot stop transmission and that those vaccinated carry viral load levels similar to a not vaccinated person that is symptomatic. This means that they can still spread it. And as I have said many times, they can actually spread it asymptomatically due to the vaccine suppressing their symptoms. If you have listened to me before, you know I've talked about the vaccinated being silent spreaders. Due to this admission by the CDC, they had to change their policy regarding masks, stating that in areas with higher case levels, the vaccinated would need to wear masks indoors. So to clarify, those who got the vaccine are still getting COVID. They are still dying from COVID. They are still spreading COVID and they still have to wear a mask. What really needs to be done here, and I don't know why it's not being discussed more, is we need to start, stop. We need to stop tracking things according to cases. Deaths are way down. We've heard over and over that the Delta variant is more contagious but less deadly. So we're seeing a drop in deaths, even while case levels are going up, which would make sense if the Delta variant really is more contagious and less deadly. So we need to stop with the cases. We need to stop testing the asymptomatic. We need to stop testing people who are not sick. I saw a video this week of Dr. Fauci stating he, I mean, it's an older video, but he was stating that he would not get tested if he didn't have symptoms. But then he went on to push that everyone should be tested and over and over say that everyone should be tested even if they don't have symptoms. We need to stop testing people who have no symptoms. We need to stop deciphering or determining how good we're doing as a state or a county or a country, depending on cases. Because it's the deaths and the hospitalizations that matter. Give us those numbers. It's not that difficult, but they won't. They won't give them to us. Now, Sweden only had nine deaths, nine, in the month of July. Now, just a quick reminder, they have 10 million people. They never went into a full lockdown. They never had mass mandates. They didn't close most schools. And they don't even have that high of a rate of vaccination. It's just 41%. But guess what happened to me when I tried to share those facts on Facebook? I got a warning that my post was missing context. And then it went on that post for every person who viewed it. So I went and I read the article about why my article, my information about Sweden was missing context. And it basically said that it was cherry picking facts and that there was much more to consider. But then I went to look at their considerations and they were ridiculous. I am wondering when Facebook will realize that anything, anyone with a critically thinking brain does not even pay attention when they mark these things with false information 
or missing context. If anything, they have made it harder for people to find the real information because we just ignore those now. So now we don't even, if they use them sparingly, if they use them correctly, we would believe them, but now people don't even care. And we all know that Facebook needs to be held to the fire of the First Amendment. I tried to share a post today from my pro-informed consent page to my personal page. It was some really good information. It was actually the information I spoke about a couple minutes ago about the 9,000 in Massachusetts who have had breakthrough cases and all of the deaths and the hospitalizations from it. And I got a warning when I pressed share from Facebook, I screenshot it, that said, this page often shares false information. Are you sure you want to share? Something like that. And I clicked yes, but I think it really should concern us that they are able to do that. Not only that they're not held to the First Amendment, but they're able to tell people like, hey, this page is often sharing false information. Even if that's not true, they can just dictate that. And soon it'll be, you can't share this because this page shares false information. Just like has happened to many groups I'm in, they've just been shut down. Facebook has just shut them down. And it's extremely frustrating. My husband and I have received so many calls and messages this week from people requesting help because their employers or their colleges are mandating the vaccine. These friends of ours, they're desperate. They don't want to get it. They may have already had COVID or they may not like the risks associated with it. They're young and they're healthy. Whatever their concern may be, they don't want to get it, but they don't want to lose their job. So their only option left is to file a religious exemption. And then they have to fight once they submit that religious exemption to not be discriminated against or forced to test weekly at their own cost. And it just causes me to think, when will people realize that contrary to what the news is putting out there, they are the majority? They could stop this quite quickly if they all rose up together. And I know you're getting sick and tired of hearing it. And I know I say it almost every podcast. But rise up, people. Fight back. Do not comply. Be David. Be Daniel. Be my favorite. Be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let these businesses and the government know you will not back down. You can do it. Gather these people around you and stand together. I had a friend do this this week. She was threatened to be arrested, but the peace of God was over her and she calmly refused to hand over her vaccine papers or wear a mask. That was the that was the option they gave her. Either you give us your vaccine papers or you wear a mask. And she told them no. She told them what they were doing was wrong. And I was so extremely proud. My kids probably thought I was crazy, but I think they're pretty used to it by now. I was jumping up and down around my house because I was just so excited. It's these small acts. They build to large actions. It takes one and then two to start a movement that could change it all. So do it. Rise up and do it. Fight back. Do not comply. Now, I'm going to give you 
some last news for the day before I head off. And maybe it'll make you laugh if you follow the news regarding COVID from the beginning. A top WHO official is now stating that the first COVID patient may have been infected by a bat while working in the Wuhan lab. Now, I hope the hystericalness of what I just said hits your funny bone. Because sometimes, just sometimes, you just have to laugh at how ridiculous it all is. And with that, I'm off. I hope you'll join me next week on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG Network. Set Apart with KC was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of Set Apart with KC, go to thebmgnetwork.com. Join me next time on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG Network. <laughs>